1: the show. This is Lynn Murrow and as always we're working on your financial freedom. People love rehab. They love real estate investing on TV. They like watching those do-it-yourself shows and all the flipping shows that go through the trials and tribulations as well as the successes of rehabbing properties for rentals or for flips. Most of the shows that we see on TV are about flipping properties. And what we're going to talk about today is really going to apply to both rental properties and flipping properties. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we're focused on buy and hold investment strategies for single family and apartment communities. But every once in a while, we we cross over into uh, some information that is helpful for flippers, even though that isn't the focus of our education and mentoring program. If you have questions, give me a call at 877-711-5211. That's 877-711-5211. So we're talking about these DIY shows and, and real estate flipping shows on TV. However, these shows rarely summarize what happened why it happened, and the important takeaways, especially for real estate investors. It's entertainment. I mean, who wants to be bothered with those details anyways, right? Well, we do. We're real estate investors, and we want to know what to look out for so we don't have to learn by trial and error. So we only get part of the story in those shows. Today, let's talk about the rest of the story. Let's talk about seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab and what to do instead. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we focus on best practices for real estate investors. We know that it's really hard to learn from your own mistakes. None of us are going to live long enough to really be successful doing that. And it's even hard to learn from other people's mistakes. If they haven't distilled down the information into success strategies, then we're really just getting a a longer list of things that don't work, and there's still a big wide world out there of things that may work that someone's going to have to try. So what's really important, especially when you're choosing an education and mentoring company, is to find a place that's distilled best practices over time. Lifestyles Unlimited And our founder, Dell Wamsley, has developed an investment methodology that's proven successful for nearly 30 years. We've created streamlined rehab sequences and put that process into a checklist for our members to follow because creating an effective process and consistently implementing it is what gives our members the consistent results that we're known for at Lifestyles Unlimited. So let's get to our list and give you part of this checklist today for rehab. So when we're talking about the seven most costly mistakes that that we see to avoid during rehab, the first one that comes to mind is the beginning of the process, verbal agreements with vendors, or contracts that lack the needed detail. It is tempting, especially if you are going to be running your own projects, you're not going to hire a general contractor, you're going to work with each of the trades yourself. And some of these trades is just a single person. It's a plumber or an electrician in business for themselves. They don't have any employees, they really don't have any office structure, and it's somebody that you can just call on the phone, tell them what you need. They tell you they'll go out to the property, and they'll handle it. They'll get it done. And that's usually how this starts. You usually don't intend to go out there and, and uh, create all these verbal agreements and end up in misunderstandings with people. It usually happens because we're all in a hurry. We are dealing with people who are typically working out of their vehicles and driving around the city right? All of our cities are are really big. You know, think think about Houston, trying to cover that Houston area as any kind of of contractor. Um, San Antonio is growing into Austin. And so that area is becoming like the Dallas-Fort Worth area was several decades ago, right? And it's beginning to grow into this this large metroplex kind of area. And then, of course, Dallas-Fort Worth is growing by the second. And throughout Texas, we find that this is the case, that people are covering large territories and as a result, they're working out of their car. So it's not easy for them to send you know, emails and to send contracts, but we need to take the time to make that happen or at the very least to summarize the conversations and the agreements in an email and seek their confirmation that everything that you've listed there is correct. And maybe you do have a contract. Uh, I've worked with contractors that handwrite out their contracts still. And that can make it challenging to get all the details in there that you need. So you need the basics. You need estimated start dates. You need estimated completion dates. And you need a detailed scope of work so that you know what materials are going to be used what's going to be done in each area of the house to what level it's going to be done what are the expectations so when you when you work on verbal agreements it's easy to think that you've communicated you told them the color you wanted you gave them the name of the color you gave them the type of material you wanted to use you gave them the kind of flooring you wanted to use and then you walk into the property sometime later and you see something totally different and wonder how that happened. And and it's easy to happen with verbal agreements that can get confused between different customers and different properties. They can forget what you said or they there can be language barriers or partial language barriers or things that prevent them from... Getting the information in the first place, you know, cell phone signals cut in and out. uh, There's traffic, there's something distracting, they're getting another phone call that's clicking in and out and they miss part of the information and they just kind of filled it in in their mind and thought they had it correct. The same can happen with written contracts, but you're going to review those and hopefully catch those things as you go through the final Phases of reviewing your agreements before the property closes. So, I can't emphasize enough the need to have written contracts that have start dates, estimated completion dates. You know, some people now are, are looking to add um, penalties for not completing on a specific date or within a date range. Um, some contractors will sign those, some will not. Uh, but if you do that, then you need to have an incredibly detailed scope of work. Otherwise, everything becomes a change order and everything kicks out your date and you really don't have a um, a strong completion date. So make sure your contracts are detailed, that they have the property name, the property address, your name, your address, the contractor's name, the contractor's address, the the scope of work the materials to be used, and any other information that you want to have specifically in writing between you and whatever contractor you're using. This becomes easier with a general contractor because they're covering a big section of your rehab project Otherwise, you're going to have these shorter, smaller agreements, or like I said, you're going to have an email chain that becomes your agreement with smaller contractors if you're acting as the coordinator for this project. The second costly mistake to avoid during rehab is making changes to that scope of work after the work has started. And this is something that, we see frequently. I see it uh, from friends and family that I talked to who were doing you know, rehab projects and also occasionally see it from Lifestyles members. And changes may happen and often do happen in projects, but it should be driven by your contractors who have discovered something on the property that was unknown until that point. Then you're going to have a change order to your agreement because you need to get something fixed. You need to repair something. Something's happened that was unexpected, and you're going to see how it affects your costs and how it increases the time to get the project finished. And so you want that in writing as well. What has occurred? What is it going to cost? What exactly is necessary? What materials are going to be used? Who's going to do the work? And how does this increase completion time on the project if it's a general contractor that you're doing a change order with otherwise you want to mentally keep track of what is going on and how your completion date is slipping so that you're not caught by surprise at the end of the project when you've got some key dates coming up and you're not complete the other thing that you want to think about with your scope of work and change orders is are you generating those change orders? You should make all of your decisions before your property closes. You're going to sign your agreement with your contractors or your general contractors. You're going to get them lined up. You're going to have a timeline of work and your decision should be made. You're not living in this property. This is going to be a rental property or for you flippers out there, it's going to be a property that's going to be resold. So, once you make your decisions on the finish outs and everything that you're going to do to that property, you should stick with them unless something unknown has occurred because changing in the middle is going to add cost and time to your project and it just isn't necessary. If you decide that you like another set of colors better, you're, you're done with kind of that rental beige and you want to go with the gray palette, do it on the next one. Stick to what you've decided to do and don't start pulling out of the scope of work after work has begun. We're gonna talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes and move through the other seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab. When we come back, you're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Lynn Murrow. If you would like to call, give us a call at 877-711-5211. That's 877-711-5211. We'll be right back.
0: The number one question real estate investors have is, should I buy it? With the best available data on comparable sales and rents in your marketplace, Lifestyles Discovery allows you to quickly and easily estimate capital gains and monthly cash flow. Go to gettingthebestdeals.com to sign up for the free online class, How to Get the Best Investment Properties, and learn to identify the very best deals to add to your portfolio. That's gettingthebestdeals.com. Talk 1370.
1: back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Lynn Murrow. Today, we're providing a more effective roadmap to your financial freedom by uncovering seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab and sharing what you should do instead. Our first two costly mistakes were related to each other, verbal contracts or written contracts that lack the detail needed to avoid misunderstandings. And then the second was making changes to the scope of work after rehab is started. You know, sometimes this happens because we start writing those rehab checks, right? And even though it's all in our numbers and our numbers look good, there is something that happens when we start writing checks that makes us panic. And if we start making changes to the rehab while it's in process, especially if we start taking items out or reducing the quality of the finish out, we can experience consequences when it's time to refinance. If we're doing a large rehab, often we're in hard money. We've been given a uh, money to purchase the property and also money to rehab the property. And we have perhaps contributed some of our own funds into that, that account uh, for rehab. And when we start pulling things out, we run the risk that when it's time to refinance, our after repaired value, that appraised value of the property is going to come in lower than expected. And if that happens, we are going to be bringing more money to the closing table for refinance than we expected to. It is important to stay with your original scope of work to use the materials and to create the finish out that you gave to the appraiser when they did your uh, after repaired value estimate because that is what they based the price of the property on. And if you start pulling key items out, you are going to change the value of your property. In addition, you might end up with a property that isn't the best product at the best price in your submarket and as a result you're going to sit there and wait to rent your property till all of your competitors that have a better finish out and a better property for the price are rented and even then you may struggle depending on what it is you decided to do the other thing that sometimes happens here is that you make a decision to do part of the work yourself you know we're going to talk a little bit about that that DIY experience uh, in a few minutes. So we've gone through the first two of the seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab. Let's move on to number three, and that is over or under rehabbing for the submarket. Both are a problem. You wouldn't think that over-rehabbing would be a problem, especially if you're looking for best product, best price, right? The more bells and whistles you put in there, you put granite in there, you put these expensive fixtures in there, gorgeous ceiling fans, you know, special shower heads, all of these wonderful features that people would love to have in their home. It makes sense that you then would be able to get more rent for your property and you would be able to rent it more quickly. But the truth is there is a top end to every submarket there is a rental rate above which you will not be able to go. And the reason for that is that people that are looking to rent at, for instance, um, if if you're in a market that typically rents for around $1,200 a month and you rehab and you are thinking that you're going to add all of these features that no one around you has so that your property will command a much higher price and you're thinking you're going to get fifteen sixteen seventeen hundred dollars a month what you will find out is that people that are looking to spend fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars a month are not looking to rent in that area they are looking for property somewhere else and people who are looking for property in that area are probably aware of the price points and there's they're willing to give up you know that waterfall showerhead and you know, the granite countertops and some other things that you put in when the rest of the neighborhood is laminate countertops and typical shower heads and typical finish outs because they are looking for a certain price point. So over-rehabbing can be as detrimental to your cash flow as under-rehabbing. So what happens with under-rehabbing? You know, as as I started to say with uh, changes to the scope of work, this typically happens on the back end After you've started the rehab, you begin to pull things out, you begin to do things yourself or get friends and family to come help in order to save money because you're feeling the pinch because you're writing some of those checks and you've forgotten your goal. You've forgotten that you've done the numbers and you know how this is going to work. And when you do that, you're after repaired value likely to suffer and you're going to have a property that's more difficult for you to rent. If you have a question, give us a call at 877-711-5211. That's 877-711-5211. This is Lynn Murrow on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And in just a few minutes, we will share more details on the seven costly mistakes to avoid in rehab. Stay right there.
2: you know that every dollar you invest in real estate makes you money five ways cash flow money in your pocket each month equity capture the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map appreciation appreciation Real estate can increase in value over time, equity buildup, renters pay down your mortgage each month, and finally, the tax advantage. When done correctly, real estate investors pay no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains. At Lifestyles Unlimited, these are the five ways we make money in real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. Talk 1370.
1: Back with the Lifestyles Unlimited real estate investor radio show. This is Lynn Murrow, and today we're discussing seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab and what to do instead. We have covered the first three verbal contracts or written contracts without enough detail, making changes to the scope of work after rehab starts, over or under rehabbing the property. The next costly mistake we want to avoid is an incomplete scope of work. You need detail. And you need detail for a variety of reasons. One is so you can compare quotes. As you are going out to multiple vendors on multiple different things or out to a general contractor, if you're going to use one, you want to make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. And you need the detail in the scope of work to do that. It also avoids misunderstandings over the materials to be used, the kinds of finish-outs that you're looking for, and the the scope of what's going to be done there's a difference between you know remodel kitchen and a line item list of everything that's going to be done in that kitchen to comprise that remodel because a remodel of a kitchen is different to each one of us and what we're picturing in our head is different and we're relying then on our ability to communicate what we want and the ability of the contractor to remember and retain that information and then to pass that information along to their team everything is a lot simpler if we just get it down in writing we also have the opportunity when we're working on these details to look at our competition, to look at the properties that are for rent or for sale in the submarket and make a list of their finish outs so we can make sure that we end up with a property that is rehabbed just right for this neighborhood. It has all of the features of our competition and one wow factor that we're going to add and we want to make sure we don't forget that because we want to end up with the best product in this submarket so that if we're renting the property it will be the next property rented when it goes on the market or if we're selling it it'll sell quickly and be the next property sold in that submarket that is our goal that is how you consistently make money as a real estate investor and it's um, it's not rocket science but it seems to be counterintuitive now, lipstick on a pig is not what makes real estate investors money over time. It is creating and maintaining the best product at the best price in your submarket that makes money over time. I learned this from my mentors. I'm excited to, to share it with you because I see so many people missing this. And it is a key factor to success. So the most common forgotten items... Are things that GCs don't do and they're usually outside of the house on the rest of the property so trimming or removing trees landscape cleanup and curb appeal repairing or replacing fences and gates and these are expenses that have to be in your numbers Because you have to make sure that you can bring that property up to the level you need it to be in order to command the rents that you want and to be able to quickly rent that property. So you have to pay attention to how this property looks. You also don't want to be paying for these things after the fact. You want everything rolled into your rehab budget so that you get it all done at once. Um, Having to take down a tree, you know, some of these tall trees can be, you know, $500 to $1,000 to remove. So if you've got a dead tree in the yard, you need to get it down during your initial rehab. Same thing with landscape and cleanup. You want that curb appeal. So people want to look at the property. They want to go in. They want to see more. And repairing fences and gates, once your tenants are in the property, they're going to ask you to repair those. If you're selling the property, your buyers, it's going to come up on inspections. They're going to ask you to repair them. So get them done up front. And then another category is the most commonly missed or deliberately left off the scope of work items. These are often harder to see and harder to evaluate, especially if a deal is moving quickly. And this, again, is about repairing anything in the property that is not going to last four or five years. HVAC is a really common one, Uh, water heaters, plumbing issues, electrical issues, replacing or repairing roofs. Those things need a little more time and inspection so you can really get a handle on them and make sure your scope of work is complete. When we return in just a moment, we're gonna continue talking about the scope of work and then move on to the rest of the seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show have a question call us at 877-711-5211 that's 877-711-5211 or you can email asklinn l-y-n-n at l-u-i-n-c.com that's asklinn at l-u-i-n-c.com this is Lynn Murrow stay with me we'll be right back
2: What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow for the next couple of days for a week a couple of months a year? We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. Up 1370.
1: you're here with me on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Lynn Murrow with seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab. And we're talking about the costly mistake of an incomplete scope of work. We talked about the importance of capturing all the details so we can compare rehab quotes, avoid misunderstandings, and get the results we want. And we reviewed some of the frequently forgotten items like landscaping, tree removal or tree trimming, fence repair or replacement. And then we were talking about some of the things that require some additional attention to evaluate. And those are our heating and air conditioning systems, plumbing, electrical, and roof repairs, just because they're hard to evaluate from the ground. And we, if we look at these things and we get inspections, we read those inspection reports, and we look at anything that is either past its useful life, requiring repairs, or likely to require repairs in the next five years, and we add those into our numbers, then we know that we're going to be able to create a property that's going to make a great rental property with a minimum amount of maintenance issues or a property that is going to sell quickly because the major systems have been accounted for and it's not something that the buyer needs to to focus on and pay for. And if we can wrap those into our rehab numbers and we have good equity capture and we have good cash flow for rental properties then we have a win we have a project worth doing but if you don't correct these systems if you don't identify what's wrong you are going to have unexpected expenses that are going to eat into your profits and eat into your ability to create the wealth and passive income that we're here to create as real estate investors so this is a discipline that is really important for successful investors to get a handle on. And it is one of the most costly mistakes that we see in real estate investing is an incomplete scope of work so that when everything is done, the property is not the best property in the neighborhood, has trouble renting, has trouble selling. Some other things to think about is um, upgrades. Often we, we see key upgrades missed in a scope of work things that people don't think much about. Plugs and switches. You know, if you go through and you upgrade everything, you've got beautiful new flooring, you've got beautifully painted walls, new, you know, new uh, light fixtures maybe, and then your plugs and switches are old, they're going to stand out and be noticed. It is a minor detail but an important detail to include in your scope of work. Things like hardware. Do you have old finishes? You have mismatched finishes, and this is uh, true for lighting as well. Sometimes you're going to need to replace lighting simply because the finishes are out of style or mismatched or across the house, and it's not creating a look that is attractive to renters or to buyers. Um, exterior items: making sure that you know there's no rotted trim, that siding is in good condition, and then. Making sure that you don't go halfway on updating bathrooms and kitchens. Those are important to all family members. They're used extensively by the family. They're things that people look at when they're choosing properties to live in. And you need to make sure you can make the updates and the repairs that are necessary so that your tenants or your buyers will want to live in that home. So that's our fourth and what I think is possibly our most important mistake to avoid during rehab and we've talked about some ways that you can avoid making that mistake so let's move on to number five underestimating carrying costs this is all about getting the numbers right it's really important that we understand all of the costs involved in a deal so that we can evaluate it up front and know where we're going to end up with our numbers so What are some of the things that people often forget when they're looking at carrying costs? It's utilities and yard maintenance during the rehab and during the process of securing your tenant and getting your tenant moved in. And again, for flippers, I'm just going to give you these little notes. Lifestyles Unlimited isn't about flipping. Um, I believe that flipping is a a back-end strategy, uh, that you need to have some experience in the market, and you have to have some financial reserves uh, for your own protection if you're going to be flipping properties. But uh, this applies to flippers as well, so I want to call it out. Many flippers miss the additional taxes, insurance, HOA fees, maintenance, yard maintenance fees, and utilities during not just the rehab time, but your marketing time and the time to close once you have the sale. And when you forget that, you're talking about thousands of dollars of expenses that you didn't count on. We'll be back to wrap up our conversation on the seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab in just a moment. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited, Real Estate Investor Radio Show. And I'm Lynn Ander, Lynn Thank
0: Thirteen
1: We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Lynn Murrow, and today we've been working on your financial freedom and discussing our list of the seven costly mistakes to avoid during rehab. So far, we've talked about verbal contracts or written contracts without enough detail, making changes to the scope of work after rehab starts, over or under rehabbing the property, having an incomplete scope of work, and underestimating carrying costs. So let's wrap up our list of costly mistakes to avoid during rehab with the final two, not following the most effective sequence of rehab and doing the work yourself or asking friends and family to help you with this do it yourself project. So the sequence of events, these kind of go together, right? The sequence in which you rehab a property matters. Over just the history of of rehab, it has been shared over and over again by mentors, communities of real estate investors, what works, what doesn't work, what costs time, what costs money when you get things in certain order and when you get things out of order. So Anytime you make a change to the scope of work after the project has started, you run the risk of getting the sequence out of order. If you're unclear on what you're doing, you haven't had the education, the mentoring or the input from successful investors that you need to understand how one thing rolls into another and how you know, painting affects plumbing work and electrical work and and how foundation affects all of your interior rehab and you get the sequence out of order, you're going to find yourself doing things over and over again in order to get them right and get the project done. Of course, one of the biggest issues is any structural issues like foundation repair, any roof trusses that need to be repaired. You want to repair roof trusses before you put on a new roof. You want to repair the foundation before you do work on anything else and let it settle for a little bit. Otherwise you're going to have cracks in your paint, you're going to have uh, possible uh, roof issues uh, as you move that foundation. You might be replacing windows and do a foundation move and break windows. So you want to make sure that you get those structural things done at the very beginning. You want roof leaks repaired, you want roof trusses repaired, uh, you want your foundation done, any other structural issues that you may have identified through inspections on the property. Then you want to get your plumbing and your electrical. You want to really get a handle on those before you start your interior rehab. If you have to go into walls, you don't want to go into walls that have been freshly painted because you didn't find out about the leak Uh, until you would run the water for a little while. So make sure that you get these large systems inspected and that you have identified the repairs that are necessary and get these things done before you begin your interior finish-outs. Another thing we see is putting carpet down before uh, other things are done in the property so that you're having a lot of traffic and dirty dirty shoes over that brand new carpet or brand new flooring. Um, Waiting till the end to do exterior repairs and paint will affect your ability to get the property leased or sold because you want to start marketing as soon as the property is safe to walk through, but it's going to be hard to market a property that looks bad on the outside. and a lot of people want to wait to the end to get the exterior painted, to start cleaning up the landscaping, trimming up trees, putting in you know flowers, um, you know greening up the lawn, all of those things are things that you need to start doing as soon as possible so that you've got that curb appeal as quickly as possible in order to advertise the property. And then, of course, doing the work yourself or having friends and family work on the property typically results in lost time and money. Uh, either the work is not being done up to the level it needs to be because you, you, aren't having professionals work on the property, it truly is a do-it-yourself project and it looks like it. Or if you or friends or family have a particular trade and you're working with them, there can be a tendency to not get those contracts in place and to not have a good understanding of what they're doing for you. You So they need to understand this isn't a favor, that this is a job, that they need to get it done by a certain time frame and it's much easier to work with a team of tradespeople that are in the business, that are used to working with people doing rehabs and investors and are going to knock that project out. You have a process, you walk through the process, and you're not trying to get in there and save a a few dollars by doing it yourself because ultimately you end up typically spending more. Because of the additional time and getting things out of sequence that we've been talking about. So you can see how these blend into each other. But if you can avoid these seven costly mistakes during your rehab, you're going to be able to create the wealth and passive income, that capital and cash flow that you need to live the life you desire for you and your family. We want to help you create a more effective roadmap for your financial future. If you call us we can help. 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565. Or visit us online at lifestylesunlimited.com. Thanks for being with me today. This is Lynn Murrow. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.